Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We're on your uh, computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And every day here on Good Things, we try to get you to focus on the positive, positive people, positive places here in our state, positive stories. And what do you know? There's actually a day for that. We do it not 365 days a year. You got to take out the weekends, but whatever that would end up being, we do it more more times out of the year than not. But today, September the 13th is Positive Thinking Day. So I think you're going to have to do it more than one day out of the year to see any benefits from it. But I do like the fact that there's at least one day to show that there is some benefits from just sort of changing your perspective. Over on the Good Things Facebook group, we are spreading our favorite uh, positive quotes or affirmations, or some of you might like the terminology or not mantras, whatever it may be. That kind of quote you go to or the thing you like to think about to sort of give yourself a little gut check every now and then or get yourself back into um, that right perspective. I'd say, and you would say you're probably either a positive person or not kind of by nature. I think we kind of all lend one way or the other. You're either optimistic or pessimistic by, you know, just kind of a baseline level. I would say I am probably um, obnoxiously optimistic most days, and then I can be extremely pessimistic um, other days. Rhino, where do you kind of fall on that scale? Uh, I am a bit more pessimistic naturally, but I do fight against that and try to be positive at least for part of my day. At least if the day is broken into 24 hours, I'd like for at least 75% of it to be a positive. It definitely can ebb and flow throughout, I mean, day to day, hour to hour. It can obviously ebb and flow through seasons of life. I think the more that we get connected to all the wrong that's going on in the world, it's definitely harder to see the positive when it starts to sort of trickle through or trickle down. That's why I think shows like Good Things or just getting connected into your community or, you know, getting some positive news or, or having that positive outlook is so important to sort of combat the the negativity. But then there are some people who can just seem to find the silver lining in just about anything. And you really can. So if you want to join in, see Spire text line 601-879-4395. Love to know your favorite sort of positive quote, that thing you just kind of go to to remind yourself to keep on keeping on. Or maybe it's, you know, sort of an affirmation. You can share it there or over on the Good Things Facebook group. But one that was shared with me, gosh, years ago 
was because being positive is all about perspective, right? You got to find it. You got to shift it and sort of manipulate it to see it differently. If all you're seeing is just the mundane or the negativity in it. And so one time I heard, and I don't know who to give it credit to, but the perspective is either your prison or it's your passport. And I was like, wow, there's like a, you could preach from that, right? Like there's a whole sermon in there if you really wanted to get down to it. And I think, you know, even in our life, though, we have good perspectives about some things, some areas, maybe your family, your home life, your marriage, all that's going really well. And then there's other parts that could be going in the tanker, as you might would say, whether it's your health or your job or your finances or just the state of the world or, you know, uh, another severed relationship. And so, you know, it's not that you're always pessimistic. And there are Eeyores out there definitely that wake up, go to bed thinking, you know, it's going to rain. But well, that would be optimistic at this point in our in our calendar year. But you know what I'm trying to say. I feel like we just have it's always balancing that out, sort of always using that that same sort of um, mentality when the dark cloud comes over whatever part of your life. Does that make sense? It does in my head. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm naturally pessimistic, but I, I have changed my way of thinking Nope, doing no small part to this show, but also to the quote from Marcus Aurelius that the soul becomes dyed with the color of its thoughts. <gasps> I like that. I that's a that would be a tweetable moment if we still tweeted. I don't know what y'all, y'all tweet people call it's it still anymore. Twitter. It's still Twitter. Um, okay, so say it again. The soul becomes dyed with the color of its thoughts. And it's true. It is true. It is very hard to have a good day if you're just waiting for something miraculously great to change your attitude. You kind of have to either laugh it off, which I think laughter is so important, which we try to bring to you here every day. It's either at my expense or just the funny topic because <laughs> um, it kind of lightens that load. It, it sort of breaks that that the the train of thought that you're having. Um, but, yeah, I love that. You, you know, it's kind of what it breeds. Uh, negativity breeds negativity. But then again, the, the truth is, I mean, life can be hard. So there's that balance with I feel like. You know, that the self-help world and the just positive think your way out of whatever scenario you're in also isn't helpful because there are some days that are just hard and situations that just suck. But I think you can still have positive outlooks on even the crappiest situations without thinking that it's all rainbows and butterflies and you're unaffected. It's, it really is about trying to find that crack of light when, you know, everything feels kind of broken or just sort of seeing the little bit of sun, you know, on a on a dark and cloudy day. That can be enough positive thinking just to keep you from from drowning in whatever whatever is going through. Jeff on our uh, Facebook page says, this too shall pass, and it's attributed to King Solomon. And that is, it, that one will preach. Because everything, like if you look, that's one though, to get it, because in the moment when you're like having a moment of negativity or like poop hits the fan, you don't want someone saying to you, oh, this too shall pass. Even though it may be true, where you get the wisdom from that is before something like that happens, you you retrospect and you recognize, like, in your 40s, all of those things that you thought were detrimental to the world in your 20s, you recognize you got over that breakup, you got through that failing that grade, 
you didn't get the first job, the promotion got passed over, all of that shall, you know, all you survived these, every worst day, day of, of your, your life. life up until this moment. And so that this too shall pass when you when you can have that retrospective sort of mindset in that moment, like bring yourself back to it and recognize, OK, this storm will end. I don't know when, but we're going to get through this. I've survived every other crappy situation and tomorrow will be sort of a new day it's not like oh don't worry honey this too shall pass uh, the way i look at it is time may feel like it's standing still for you but the world keeps moving and as long as you're still standing still that just means more and more ground you've got to make up to catch back up to the world agreed agreed I really like that one. It's um, And Janet says it's not what you know, but who you know. And I do know that in some ways. But I also take that as the relationships you have in your life that are meaningful. I mean, there's a lot of folks that climb all kinds of great ladders. but And we say it all the time, but they make themselves look like they're happy. But they're really not. Like you really – you think you want to trade places not with them. Not a single influencer's life is nearly as good as they make it seem. Oh, no, that's the I know we've heard the highlight reel, but, you know, that's when the when the stories come out of some of the more prominent people that we put on pedestals having either something comes out of the closet about them or they, you know, unfortunately, you know, leave Earth early because they can't handle the pressure or the, from the mental whatever it may be. You recognize, wow, there were some cracks in that pretty little smile or whatever it may be. And. The other one, you know, it's not really like, but it can make you think positive is we all have rocks in our shoe. Like everyone's walking around sort of with something because it can feel very much like it's just you. So this day is all about trying to see the shinier side of the coin, um, because I know many of us aren't living in a shiny time sort of right now. So I like this day. I like this day. And I like you guys chiming in. So whether it's on the text line, 601-879-4395, or joining us on the Good Things Facebook group, adding in like Abe did, happiness is a choice you make each day, and joy finds those who make good choices. There is something to be taught to your kids. Good choices matter. There's consequences for everything. And everything is figure outable. I've sort of Given that, I should attribute that to somebody. I feel like I, I know that from somewhere, but um, but it's something I've tried to teach Nebug. Everything, tell me your solution. Don't tell me your problem. Tell me your solution. Everything's figure outable. It may take a minute, but we can figure everything out. Nothing is not figure outable. I haven't figured out anything that's not figure outable. <laughs> it's math, right? Like every math problem has an answer. I think is that true? For the most part. For the most part, I was like, did I just walk into like something that hasn't been solved yet? <laughs> We're not solving any of the world's problems with math or any other thing today, but stick with us. We got more good for you up next. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Something big's happening downtown. 
good things. There are so many good things happening on main streets and downtowns across the Magnolia State. So today we're highlighting what's happening downtown this weekend. It is brought to you by the Mississippi Main Street Association. Don't forget you can always on any day and any weekend go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events. And today we got a few coming up. One in Laurel this weekend. Carolyn Burks, the executive director of Laurel Main Street, is joining us to talk about Lob Lobly Festival. I think I said it right, Carolyn. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am not complaining at all. So this, the weather's finally feeling like fall, finally feeling like we can get out and enjoy some good things in our community. So what's happening in Laurel? So we actually have a few um, big events coming up soon. This weekend is our wind-down event. So that's Friday night. Um, we have all of our businesses stay open late. They serve samples of wine. It's a fun time to shop, listen to music in the park. Um, just a really great night to kind of experience Laurel after hours. Um, and then Live Lolly is coming up the first Saturday of October, so October 7th. And that is our biggest festival of the year in Laurel. We have over 250 vendors that set up all over downtown Laurel. They cover every street, every parking lot, every every square inch of Laurel. Um, and they, it's an amazing day to be downtown. We have um, Dayton Scoggins coming to do chainsaw art. So Loblolly really harkens back to our Loblolly Pines, which is, you know, what our, our area um is like what grows native to our area and so we our festival really tries to celebrate our timber roots and um Dayton comes every year he does beautiful chainsaw sculptures I mean I know that sounds crazy kind of a uh, an oxymoron but um if you've ever seen his work it's amazing he can do these crazy intricate sculptures using nothing but a chainsaw um we also have an entire two blocks worth of food so food trucks from all over um, everything from corn dogs to barbecue to boiled peanuts, um, and then every type of, you know, craft, good, um, homemade sweets, jams, jellies, all that, um, just all over downtown. What so have you not put into that festival, Carolyn? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we've got a little of everything, so... Well- I think it's good to give folks a few weeks to sort of get that on their calendar and their uh, sort of to-do list and think about it um, in that way of what's coming up. It sounds like something that you're not going to want to miss. What? How many years has this festival been going on? Um, so this festival, we have been doing it for about 15 years um, as a Main Street event. But the festival itself, before it was Loblolly, it was the Main Street Festival. Um, so it it probably predates... Uh, Main Street by five to ten years, so we're we're inching up on twenty plus years of having this this event in downtown. But um, this is probably the biggest that I've ever seen this year. I mean, we grow a little bit every year, and this year we sold out so fast for vendor spots that we had a wait list. So hopefully, we're gonna 
try and figure out next year how to expand it even further. Well, that's a positive thing. Whenever you have a wait list for vendors, that means the word of mouth gets around that there are shoppers there. There are people there who want the things that are set up. So that's definitely a good sign. I do want to go back to the wine down down in Laurel coming up this Friday. Let's not bypass that opportunity up to wine and shop. Um, Because you talk about a transformation, man. If folks haven't made their way downtown Laurel um, here recently or in the last several years, man, it's really just not the same. Like, it's it's just grown by leaps and bounds with all the different shops and stores and things to do. So how does it sort of look on Wind Down Friday? Is it a whole street where you can wind down and walk, or how, how will all of that work? So this, um, this Friday we have, I believe, 23 uh, Main Street member businesses that are serving wine and an additional eight that will be open, um, and then all of our restaurants will be open. So... It's a, it's just a really fun night to come kind of wander around downtown Laurel. Like we have the, the beautiful string lights above our streets. Um, hopefully we're going to have some great weather and I, it's just a really magical night to kind of experience Laurel. There's live music in two different areas. Um, so it's a good date night. It's a good girls night out. Um, you know, it's a great time to just be downtown and kind of experience what Laurel has to offer since, you know, we, we really try to, encourage everybody to stay open late get the the people that may not come shop during the day but um you have this opportunity it's from five to eight this friday night the 15th um and all of our you know businesses if they're open or if they're pouring they will have balloons out front that signify that they're um participating so easy to spot you know and it's a great time to come check out what we've got downtown is there any way, since there's so much good things going on in Laurel, it seems like you'll have lots of different small festivals and events. I know the big one's coming up, blah, 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 blah. It's hard to say. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the one that has to say it five times fast uh, for you guys. <laughs> um, but it's memorable, so we'll put it that way. Is there a way we can go and sort of see everything that's going on? Facebook, is that the best place? Um, you can check out our Facebook. We're just Laurel Main Street on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, and laurelmainstreet.com. We recently revamped our website, so hopefully it's a lot easier to navigate, see what's coming up. Um, all of our signature events are listed there, and then we try to promote all of our other downtown events that our, our member businesses are hosting. So you'll see a lot going on through all of our social media and our online channels. All right. Well, you're welcome back anytime. Y'all have got another big event. I, I appreciate you. Well, thank you so much. It was nice talking with you. All righty. We're going from Laurel to Pascagoula. they got something fun going on this weekend. Susanna joins us to tell us a little bit more. Hey, Susanna. Hey. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about our events this weekend. So this is the third Friday in Pascagoula where you guys do something cool every third Friday. Does this go on all year or does it gear back up here in the fall season? So we actually host Third Fridays downtown in the month um, March through October. So we're winding down our Third Fridays, um, but we also have another festival that's going on this weekend that is called Festival Hispana de Pascagoula, which celebrates Hispanic Heritage Month on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So we're going to have live music um, from two bands, a DJ, several local performances such as children choirs and dance groups, 
nearly 30 yummy food vendors, over 50 art and craft and informational vendors as well. Um, so this event will kick off at 12 p.m. at Pascagoula's Beautiful Beach Park. Um, so we're starting out with the DJ at 12 p.m. And then at 2 p.m. we're going to begin with our first group of local performances. So we're going to have some choir performances as well as dance groups. Then at 3 p.m. our first band, um, Azatondo, will take the stage. And then um, from 5 until 6 we'll have some other local performances. And then Zona Libre, um, one of our favorite bands, will take the stage from 6 to 8 p.m. and close out the event. So this is a really family-friendly event. We're excited to have kid activities, on-site voter registration, a story walk from the local library, career services, and just a lot more. So um, we're really looking forward to having really great and a little bit cooler weather this Saturday. So. For sure. Um, we'd love to have everyone come and join us. And please come hungry. <laughs> come hungry. I was just thinking, like, oh, man, that is going to be the best food ever. I'd want tacos and guacamole and sort of all the things if, if it's, you know, authentic and, and made with love in that way. Like, you can't – you won't be able to beat it. Do you have – so you don't have to say the food truck, your favorite food truck. That's like picking your favorite child. But is there a favorite dish that you will navigate towards, uh, Susanna, um, at this mm-hmm. event? Okay, one of my favorites that will be there um, is El Punto Restaurant. So she makes um, uh, food from the Dominican Republic. And so it is so good. And I've never had that before um, Before going to her restaurant. And it's very different. I did not really like plantains at all before, but she makes them so many different ways. And they are so good. So um yeah she miss judith at enzel punto she is so sweet and um we're excited to have her and the rest of our food vendors at the event as well well it sounds cool come out enjoy some good food some good music maybe learn a little bit about a culture you may not know a whole lot about and get to know all of your neighbors in your community in a new way i think that's a wonderful thing Susanna, how do we go about and learn about the lineup or see anything else that's going on either with third uh, friday or beyond Sure. So um, the we post all of this information on our website, MainStreetPascagoula.com, as well as our Facebook and Instagram pages. You can find us by searching Main Street Pascagoula. All righty. Well, we're pr- fingers crossed for great weather this weekend for you guys and all the events going on. I appreciate your time. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me, for sure. All righty. And don't forget, you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events. But stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Beat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Bye. 
things. Don't forget you can find us on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. Don't forget, too, our Super Talk Mississippi news team is covering your Mississippi stories. So stay up to date. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. Now, tomorrow you'll have Empower Mississippi's third annual policy summit at the two museums, the two Mississippi museums. They're bringing together state leaders, policy experts for a solution-centered discussion on how to tackle our biggest challenges and help all Mississippians rise. You'll have middays with Gerard Gibbert. He's going to be on location tomorrow from 10 to 1, talking to state and national policy experts about education, the economy, and criminal justice. So go to EmpowerMS.org to get your tickets today. And while we're talking about Thursday, that's tomorrow, you've got In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, and you'll hear part one of an interview with Wesley Smith, who is the producer of Bridging the Blues, an annual blues road trip that spans Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi. How cool would that be? In a, in a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar is presented by Superior Catfish. Remember, there's catfish, and then there's Superior Catfish. It's U.S. farm-raised catfish with homegrown flavor. Ask for it by name at your favorite store or restaurant, or just go to superiorcatfish.com if you want more information. Okay, yesterday, Rhino, we kind of went back in the Wayback Train and talked about video games, although they also are played here in the present in a different form. But this is going to make you feel old. And if you are, consider yourself wise in years. This is going to make you feel really old. Because <laughs> then your kids probably play with these. So the list for the National Toy Hall of Fame is out for the finalists. It, and it includes, uh-huh. yes. So I think every year they comprise 12 finalists to be inducted into the to- National Toy Hall of Fame, which they'll decide who gets inducted later in November. Um, I think November 9th is the one. But these are your, your finalists. It would be interesting to know if you played with any of these um, growing up. So let's see. You've got Bingo. Did you play Bingo? Oh, yeah. Bop It. Definitely. So explain that. Bop It is a little electronic contraption made of hard plastic that has different functions and a speaker. And the speaker, once you begin the game tells you which function to utilize on it. So you've got Bop It, which is the big button. You've got Twist It, which is the little yellow bugle-looking thing. And you've got Pull It, which is the little, I think it's a blue tab that you have to pull out of it. I think those were the only three in the original, but then it got a little wonky because they added wings to it and you had more functions you had to compete with. So you played with that. I had a Cabbage Patch doll, Cabbage Patch Kids. Well, I, I never guess owned different. a Bop It, but there was one at the church that we played with. And then apparently Choose Your Own Adventure Books. I'm not sure about oh, yeah. that one. You know that one? Yeah. Did you have a better childhood than me? Possibly. <laughs> okay, well, what was so special about them? Uh, choose Your Own Adventure Book was a way – it's like a – it's an analog video game. You get to decide the outcome of the story based on your choices. So you you read to, say, page 17. And then on page 17, you'll have choices. So say it's the story of the three little pigs, and you get to the first house, and you'll have the choice of the, of the big bad wolf of, does the big bad wolf huff and puff, or does the big bad wolf go to the grocery store? 
If the big bad wolf huff and puffs, turn the page. If the big bad wolf goes to the grocery store, turn to page 37. And every children's book should be that way. Like every story that we know should have like come back and have that for options for you. To, so you can learn choice that choices matter. Is that was that kind of the thing for it? Kind of. I mean, there there were more advanced choose your own adventure books that they got a little in-depth and a little dark because you did have some choices where they made it into a game where if you made the wrong decision, the book ended. The character you were following died. The story they weren't was afraid over. to tell you that, were they? Right. Um, who's the guy who does who started with taking celebrities out and trying um, to put them through those bear gr- bear gorillas bear, bear, bear gorillas? He's got a series. I think it's on Netflix or one of the streaming platforms. And you do that. So he goes out on an adventure, and then he'll come up against something dangerous. I can't remember the name of it. Say, you know, it's a lion, and it's like, do I run and jump in the sea? Or not sea, wouldn't be sea, a river. Or do I climb a mountain? You know, and then you get to sort of choose. And then, obviously, he talks you through why that would have been the right choice or why that why it would have ended. And that's a lot of fun. So I feel like it kind of took, okay, I'm going to that. I want to find those. Do they it's still a make text-based them? adventure. I think that would be really cool. Okay, one I finally know. I knew Bingo. I knew Cabbage Patch Kids. And these are being inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame, if you're just joining us here on Good Things. Connect Four. Connect Four is now old enough to be in the Toy Hall of Fames. And I think it is a rite of passage to be the Connect Four winner in your house. It's like, right, it's like it is you learn tic-tac-toe and then you gravitate. You move on up in the world of Connect Four. And my my oldest, Kneebug, she is a Connect Four queen. She, I don't know why it connects. Got me. all the right strats. She's got all the right strategies. And there's a big one there at Margaritaville in Biloxi that you can play. And she has she gets bragging rights till we go back of beating her dad. And just about anybody else who will go toe-to-toe with her with Connect Four, she's She's pretty good. She's pretty. It's all, and it's all about strategy and got to know when to get it in first in that way. Okay, the cozy coop, the little tykes cozy coop. It's a little red and yellow car with the eyes. I think it's got the eyes and then the feet pedal. How like there's somebody listening to good things that their little cozy coop is now faded because of the sun and it has been through possibly two to three generations of children like there is there are grandparents who had that for their kids and stuck it back knowing that it was made well and then their grandkids are playing with the same little cozy coop that their parents uh played with that's that's how sturdy they made those when they first when they first came out oh yeah i mean the cozy coop is so iconic that you have people that are grown adults that have purchased the smart car, a uh-huh. little, little teeny tiny car, and they have painted or wrapped them to look like cozy coops. That's interesting. Okay, other one on here. Nerf toys. Did you have a Nerf gun? Oh, yeah. I didn't. Or Nerf football. Those were the best. You could actually throw those. Because it had the little tail thing you don't like because it, it caught the to, to make it go. It pretty much made it spiral instead of know, having to know how to throw a spiral. I mean, I think I've, I have operated a Nerf gun or toy before i don't i never owned one but i didn't have boys either so but i feel like every kid it's ingrained on what to do if you see one they pick it up and they just start 
and you have a little Nerf things. Some of you, you have Nerf guns for playing in the house. I mean, that, that was, the, I believe, the original idea for the Nerf ball was just a little squishy foam ball that you could throw inside the house and not break something. And it just branched off from there into other soft toys that could be played with indoors because you have nerf guns that you can have shoot them up in the house you got the nerf football that unless you have the one with the tail on it you can throw them around inside relatively safely so you have nerf for indoors or when it's too cold and you got super soakers for when it's hot outside and they're all fun oh yeah until you're the one that's picking up you're the parent that's picking up all the little nerf you don't call them bullets. bullets darts. Darts. Or you're running in the motor. What, is it, what do they call it? The speed? No. What is it? They have some name for the little yellow balls that they have that are also ammunition. But the balls don't go in the dart guns and the darts don't go in the ball gun. It's like with chargers. There should be a universal charger for all cell phones. There should be universal ammunition for all Nerf guns. So all parents can just go, amen. Well, you, you saw the news about Apple, right? I think the no. The new iPhone yes. doesn't have an iPhone charger anymore. Oh, it's got a USB-C. Shoo, 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 shoo. What does that mean? It's the the universal charger. I don't understand. So it's, uh, it's the USB-C is the upgraded version of a USB port. It's smaller and it doesn't have to be put in a certain way. It can go either way. Uh, so the, the new listened. iPhone has that instead of an iPhone charger. But you're still port. gonna have to buy it. Oh yeah. Or when you get when you upgrade, if, if all you've got are your other ones, it's a conspiracy. There, you, there, I said it. They have a Connect Four Championship League. <gasps> what age can you start it? That's going to get intense. I mean, I guess <laughs> it's kind of like with chess, but then at the same time, just a little bit more. And like Connect Four is so simplified that it would be interesting. It almost comes down to who gets to move first, right? Maybe. I mean, the same way with tic-tac-toe. So I wonder if you flip a coin to see who gets to move first. Now I've got questions. I feel like my daughter could be a world champion. <laughs> she at least try. Make us proud. Connect for world champion. All right, don't you disconnect. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Rounding out the 12, I guess, toys that are going to be the finalists for this year's Hall of Fame, which I didn't realize the National Toy Hall of Fame is turning 25. There's been toys around for a long time. Why are we just only two and a half decades from Hall of Faming them? I figured that would have been... 
50 years or more. So it feels like there's going to be a lot of toys that get left out. There's one and the last one that I am just like, I'm not okay with. Why are, why are we doing this? Why are we putting this in the Hall of Fame? We are encouraging this nonsense and I'm just not here for it. And I could give you four guesses and any mother listening to this right now is screaming it out. I know you are. Slime. Why? Why would you put slime <laughs> in the Toy Hall of Fame? There is not anything good that comes from bringing slime into the house. Nothing. You're going to cause a fight. It's either cause a fight between the two siblings who don't have enough slime for, for one another, or it's going to cause a fight between sibling and said parent when slime gets somewhere slime's not supposed to be. Slime always gets somewhere slime is not supposed to be. And if said kid's playing, figure out how to get it, get away from playing it, then so many days are removed and parent comes in, finds slime, can't get mad at which kid because now we don't know who to blame it on, but still slime always finds it somewhere where it was supposed to be. And in case y'all didn't know, it doesn't come out. I love the meme that's like, I would go to the ends of the earth for my kid. I would give my life for my child, but I will never buy them slime. And I will not. I will not buy them slime. If you buy them slime, I'm so sorry. Your money just went to the trash can because I find it. It's going in the trash. Like, that is how much I hate slime. It can, and it's not even fun outside. It ruins your concrete. It doesn't even come up with a wash. with a. And someone's like, she is such a buzzkill. Why are you sounding like <laughs> In defense of slime. No, this is no. I think it's been around a little longer than the current iteration. Absolutely of slime. not. Nope. Mm-mm. Because if you go back to the eighties and early nineties, Nickelodeon mom, slime oh, was yeah. a big deal. That is true. You got with slime. The, the green slime, and then uh. after that, you still had all the the same kind of textural play with your hands stuff. I'm really I'm I'm at a loss. I'm trying to remember the name. Was it Gak? Was the slime stuff in the 90s, and then you had Floam, which had the little foam balls in it that, and you could... You All could, bad ideas. You could make it make the fart noise if you pushed it the right but way. But did it, like, get on everything and not come back up? I don't think those were Will nearly it ruin as, uh, your shirt and ruining. your t-shirt? I mean, that's the thing. Like, even if your kids don't gack the first slime, someone said, even if it, like... Today's cheap slime that comes in little things and it's wiggly till it comes out. But even if your kids drop it on their shoe or drop it on their shirt, because what else? What, what nine-year-old's not going to do that with something like that? It's not coming out. And I feel like I don't know. Somebody that hates us, parents, created this and sent it into. And kids love it. I mean, it's a good time. There's a whole thing. People were buying glue up for all kinds of reasons that weren't nefarious. It was just to buy slime, to bake slime at home and with the glitter and all the things. And I get it, whatever. But not in my house. <laughs> it like feels a like it's just a hard line. It's the logical extension of what was once silly putty. But at least, you know what I miss? When you talk about putty, and it was really back when you were bored and you didn't have anything else to do, and you got to, like, you get it at the dentist's office when you got a little thing for getting your teeth cleaned or whatever it may be, but you could lay it over words and then pull it back, and you would have, like, the words there, and you did nothing with it other than, huh, that was cool, and then you would ball it back up and then lay it, roll it back out, and it would just bring back up whatever whatever was there. And the electronic equivalent of that was the Talk Boy, made popular by Home Alone 2. You put a cassette in it, pull a little microphone out, you can record all kind of stuff. You're never going to use those recordings. Ever. You're never going to do anything with them, but you recorded it. But you could do it. You could totally do it. Someone texted David and Jackson said, um, use your Nerf guns for 
marital disputes. He said it's really hard to stay mad at each other if you're sitting there trying to nerf it out about nerf or nothing nerf nerf or nothing you could grout tile with slime y'all it is the it's even so my oldest knows now like if we go to a birthday party hey parents psa don't invite me to your party if your little to-go pack is gonna have slime in it because i'm gonna have crying kids when we walk out and they can't have one even now, Neely will tell EJ, Mama's not going to let you bring that home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. You may get in the car with that as far as it, you know, I've put out, like, I mean, and that, it's gotten better because so many people were, um, have, you know, sort of bounced back on it because it does ruin things, but it should not go in the Hall of Fame. That is, I'm waiting with bated breath on November 9th. Who cares who wins the elections? Who makes the finalists for the Toy Hall of Fame? If slime makes it, I am revolting. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Grab your torch and picks, forks. We're going to the Hall of We're Fame. We're going to the Hall of Fame. Slime cannot be moralized as a toy we all loved and endured. We endured it all right, but loved it not so much. All right, stick with us. we got more for you up next. you got the boys uh, with Sports Talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2, but until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.